Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to another wonderful episode of Those Damn Kids. I am your GM, Tyson Fraley, and I am very happy to be here uh, to help tell this little ragamuffin story. First up, we have the the little muffin of the morning. Uh, we have Alexander Cruz. Uh, hello, uh, Alexander Cruz here. I'll be playing uh, Olivier Webster. Uh who is the rocker type in Tales from the Loop. Uh, got a lot of heart, got a lot of mind, scrap, got a lot of vibes. Here he is. Ah, yes. I neglected to mention that uh, for this session, we're going to be introducing archetypes. So that way, if you are listening at home and want to play this game and want to know what the baseline kind of vibe for some of the archetypes in the Tales from the Loop RPG playbook is, you can dive right in. I will, I will, I, I will do a quick amendum. I'm reflavoring the rocker to be a theater kid. Next up, we have uh, fresh out of the the oven, the pig in the blanket. We have Lizzie Naveen. Oink, fucking oink. Um, hi, I'm Liz Naveen. Uh, I am playing Jenny Williams, who is a popular kid. In case you couldn't tell, um, super super heart character all of my bumped skills i don't know what it's called i don't remember what it's called in the book are heart based next up we've got the chocolate eclair with all the flair we've got grayson roach <laughs> i'm the chocolate eclair that's me um yeah i am i'm kit carrington uh she's a bit of the weirdo of the group she's a little bit of a loner she's great at sneaking around and investigating also pretty good at empathizing and understanding where other folks are coming from. Um, she's got a few breakouts and she's also got some dandruff in her hair, but she's ready to go. And last but not, certainly not least, we've got the chocolate chip cookie himself. Wait, wait. As it turns out, it is actually an oatmeal cookie with some uh, raisins kind of speckled in there. The great deception, Adam Honigman. Just like eating an oatmeal cookie. You have raised my hopes and then dashed them immediately. Hello, everyone. I'm Adam Honigman. Um, I'm playing the role Baxter Raiden, or Raidon, uh, who is uh, he's a delinquent. He's a bit of a bruiser, a bit of a scrapper, a lot of body, and a lot of tech. He can build his way in, and he can punch his way out. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's dive right into our little recap of what happened last episode. Last time on Those Damn Kids, the... The damn kids got up to, well, some not not a whole lot of trouble as of this last episode. Uh, some home lives were revealed, which point we met Kit, who had a very familiar dream. Uh, some strange lights and her father uh, seemingly leaving in the dead of night, uh, referring to her as Kitty Cat as he left. Next up, we met Olivier and Renee as they... Uh, headed off to their first day of school at Kate Feldstein Secondary School. They drove off uh, into the main parking complex, uh, headed to their first classes, where Olivier met with the principal, Mr. Baldwin, uh, essentially sending uh, kids off in the right directions for their next classes, and then met uh, a particularly slimy-looking English teacher named Mr. Cooper, until there was a morning announcement slash assembly where some of the teachers were introduced. Uh, the sheriff from town was also introduced uh, up at the 
front of the stage, as well as uh, the very exciting brand new development for Kate Feldstein Secondary, a the first of its kind Android teacher known as the Professor, uh, which would be teaching some of the classes. Uh, the Some of the kids, Baxter and Kit, got to interact with this android, uh, discovering that uh, it had been t it is teaching biology class. Uh, at one point, referring to uh, Kit suspiciously as Kitty Cat, uh, offhand. Then, leading into lunch, everyone went their separate ways before going into physics and finally into uh, study hall where at the final bell allowing everyone to leave, the damn kids found themselves suddenly in an abandoned version of their own school. Doors locked, everything contained away until they spotted a press conference outside where a number of teachers, parents, and other adults from the community were crowded around uh, looking for uh, the four youngsters as well as a suspicious adult that they figured was the abductor one uh man named wendell fitzgerald when they tried to reveal themselves to the conference of sorts uh just as everyone was about to turn and look at them they found themselves back inside the halls of a normal school the principal looking towards them and uh calling out what are you all up to here and that is where we left off. As you kids find yourselves in the front entryway, Principal Baldwin kind of looking down down towards you. What are what are you doing here? You should be in class. Yes, Principal Baldwin. Uh, I was we got a pass from the librarian since I'm new. The three Baxter, Kit, and Jenny here were, were giving me a tour as part of study hall. I'll say make a uh, make a heart charm roll. <laughs> Two successes. Two successes. Okay. Uh, so, with that additional success, so there's additional rules that the higher the amount of successes you obtain, uh, an additional effect takes place. So, with the ex extra success. Uh, in this particular circumstance, uh, he can either, one, keep on believing you even after the interaction is over. Based on this cir circumstance, it would either be that one, willing to try to persuade others on your behalf, or becomes impressed in some way. Um, hmm. I can, I can decide what effect uh, happens here? Yep, you decide what the additional effect is. I think I want him to uh, try if 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 we need to again try to help get him to try to help persuade other people for us. As he kind of stands there, he just kind of looks down to all of you, very suspiciously, looking over each and every one of you, and into Baxter. He kind of hangs an eye a little bit longer. Well then, if uh, if that's the case, well, it is it is important for a, a young student to become very familiar with their environment. The best way of learning. All right, well, uh, ensure that you don't take too long. Uh, final bell is going to be relatively soon. Want to make sure that uh, you uh, aren't uh, causing too much of a ruckus out here to start distracting <laughs> others. A ruckus? Never. <laughs> uh, well, um, 
good to uh, see you all and uh, keep up the good work. Just kind of nods to each of you before turning around and heading back to the main offices. Thanks, Principal Baldwin. Hey, Tyson, remind me, did I, uh, did I light a trash can on fire? <laughs> you lit a trash can on fire. You look back. It's not there. Uh, you look out the window. As you can see where the press conference once was, there is nothing. All the cars are in their usual spots. Okay, so I was putting on a really brave face for for, for Principal Baldwin with that. This is weird, right? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Weird, weird, weird. So, like, what was that? Do, do we leave? The school? Why? Why would we have to? And go where? And, and away? Why are we here? It's, why do I want to be in school right now? Listen, I, that's really, that's great and all. Uh, I mean... I guess you you can do you not do you want to figure out why why we we were missing and now we're not I mean we're not missing so it sounds like we're good I don't know about you kids but I certainly have had enough experiences of being blamed for things that I didn't do and if going missing is just another one then I don't see the need to dive into figuring that one out Okay, but Baxter, what if it's not that we were missing? What if we're going to be missing? Like, I don't know. That sounded weird. Principal Baldwin seemed to not know where we were, what we were doing. Now we're back at a normal day in class. I... Yeah, you're reaching for an explanation right now, and I don't want to even... doesn't exist what you're saying. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. What, you think we're all, like, psychic? Whoa. We could be, like... We could be, like, Carrie... That'd be kind of cool. How is that cool? No, Carrie's pretty cool. But you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's more to explore here. I, if you guys just want to go back to class, be my guest. We can just go back to class. But seems kind of weird that there was a whole press conference about us. And I, I don't know. Why us? You know? You lit a garbage can on fire. <laughs> and it's not there anymore. So, I don't know, maybe maybe the janitor came and cleaned it up while we weren't paying attention. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, the guy who... Wait, uh, have, have, we, have we met Wendell yet? Uh, you have not met Wendell yet. If anyone has any numbers in, in Investigate, please make a Mind Investigate check. Kit has zero successes for Investigate. That's a three for me. At which case, you can ask me uh, two additional questions of your choice, and I have to answer truthfully about things that you're noticing. As you look outside the main windows, there's this moment of a slight, almost, flicker? Like, almost like you're looking at the static of a television in a, in a weird way. There's, like, this slight pulse before you just see that there's something kind of glittering in the gr in the grass does it look like this static effect came from whatever's in this glass grass sorry it's hard to tell as of this moment all right uh i pointed out to the gang to the gang i, I kind of like peer th through okay, guys do you do you see that that weird shiny thing in the grass out there uh, hold, hold on and i open the door uh, and go out there and get it Oh, so we can't, we can't just leave. 
<laughs> I walk out the door. I follow the boys outside. Nervously cling to the pack. <laughs> uh, you guys head outside. As Olivia, you kind of lead. As you arrive, pretty much at the heart of where the congregation was, as you look down on the ground, as you see a very large white button. Like like a jacket button or a button that you can press? But like a button that like you would take a uh, like a pin and attach it to a shirt. Oh. On it, in big red letters, is written, Save the Children. Above that is a picture of... This would be... This would be Olivier's face. So you see yourself staring up at you. And this probably looks like an old, like, school picture you took from, like, at a past place you were at. Oh my god, I still have bangs in this picture. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I pick it up. Um, oh man, I I guess I show it to the gang. Oh my god, are you from like a cult? Hey, look, the bangs were a phase, okay? I thought it looked really good. Uh, I was trying to recreate a thing I had as a kid. My, my mom told me it would look good. Um, I've never seen this before. Aren't you like a acting guy? Is it just a play you did no this isn't like a prop or a or a promo thing no 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 guys obviously it has something to do with what was just going on obviously this is left over from the press conference or whatever that happened with i i don't know why the principal didn't recognize it but where else would this come from what olivier says he doesn't recognize it obviously this is some weird thing left over from what just happened outside that nobody else seems to remember i'm sorry you you are more willing to say that some incredible, magical, mystical scenario happened than this dude here on his first day of school forgot that somebody printed a pin of him? Like, maybe his mom made it because, oh, he's a, to introduce him to the school. You're saying that that is the more likely scenario? It's a weird marketing technique, dude, even for me. Oh, and you're saying that the alternative is more reasonable. That's what we're trying to say. That's what you all are trying to look me in the eye and say right now. Okay, Baxter, we're not saying one is more or less rational here. I don't know about you. I seem to remember being locked inside of a school while there was a press conference going on inside. Maybe that was a fever dream you had. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't remember it at all, but that seems to be something that we all remember. So whatever. Olivier, if you've never seen this before, I don't know what's going on. Maybe we should look around some more. Is there some is looking at looking closer at the the pin? I I don't know. I, I'm gonna state this is, this is my second question, trying to get more information from it, and I just don't know how to phrase this. Um, does it look like it's from our world? Is there any like anything demarking it as not being something from here? No, it, it looks like it could just be any anyone's pin, really. The one thing you do catch as you're looking it over is it does have a maker's mark. Uh, it looks like it was uh, printed by some person or company known as Crazy Clutters. Do we know what that is? I kind of, I kind of hold, I, I kind of point it out to the to the rest of the gang. This is a print shop in town. It's a basically like an arts and crafts store that's located downtown. Okay, but like, who cares about the can badge? Look around, there's no press conference. What was that? 
I do not know what's going on, and I am making it all of your problem. Well, look, maybe whatever happened, we don't know what happened, but maybe if we follow up with whoever made this thing, maybe they can tell us if it's like a prank or like maybe my mom did order this somehow, but it's definitely real. I think, I think Kit's onto something. I think this is, has something to do with what we saw earlier. It'll be fun, guys. Let's go. I'm only doing this because I know if I don't, I'll be hearing about this for weeks. And the least amount of time I can spend talking to you folks, the better. Yeah, so. we're in the same study hall. Why do you know that already? Why do you know what study hall you're in, right? It's first because we we were in study hall together. Yeah, I was napping. <laughs> Baxter, stop trying to block it out. Great deal. Great deal. A good study hall does for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go. Crazy clutters. Um, I would like to say that I know one of the clerks at the at the print shop for uh secret reasons. Okay. Uh, please make. A heart contact roll. <laughs> Hopefully I get a success. Uh, nope. <laughs> Five dice and nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you know the attendant. Yeah, her name is like... Mary or Martha. It's something like that. It's M. Oh, I jennied it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, so like... If this is happening, then, like, whatever, I know uh, one of the people who works there. Her name is, I think, Martha. But if you think there will be answers, then fine. Let's go. Okay. Cool. Great. Do you guys want to, uh, do we, should we wait until school's over? The bell's going to ring in, like, nope. in, like, five No, we can go right now. Minutes. Oh, we can okay. go right now. Oh, wow. Oh. Playing hooky on my first day. Holy cow. Kind of wrap my arm around uh, Olivier. Stick around me a little bit and you'll be doing so much worse than that. Kind of give him a chipper pat on the back and kind of walk out. Oh! (laughs) Which point you guys uh, travel down the main stretch from your high school, uh, diverting left and heading south down into downtown. As you are traveling down, the expanse here is a lot more vibrant. It's clear that if there's if there is a quote unquote artsy side of Freeman, it's definitely in the downtown section. Uh, there's murals, but it's all murals of like very old, like like her- like kind of like heritage pictures that are painted on the sides of brick buildings. Uh, the very large and beautiful uh, theater is also down here, where you can see the. Uh, like the hooked sign kind of set up the light bulbs that would go down the side, currently unilluminated because not the evening and not a show day. Uh, You also do get a look of the uh, Steinfield River kind of cutting through this area. A bit of a murky river, uh, but, you know, you can see the occasional small, uh, what looks to be a fishing boat kind of out there just trawling along. You guys are kind of moving across down through the main thoroughfare. Uh, First off, for Olivier, uh, something that clocks to you. You're actually not far from the Matter Hatter. Uh, You can see kind of down the way, just a little bit uh, off to the side from the uh, crazy clutters as you see it upcoming, like this big vibrant pink sign with like light blue lettering and like a lot of like 
like uh, polka dots kind of speckled across it. Very like pale interior, but lots of yarn, lots of different like small paints, like easels, very like arts and crafts kind of shop. And just behind that down the way, you can see the very small kind of record shop that you recognize as the Matter Hatter. Uh, also, not too far away, you all hear uh, from just down the street, there's a section which used to be kind of, kind of this T intersection that hosts what looks to be a, uh, what would be a movie theater, this large kind of uh, light pole that's kind of still illuminated. The movie theater at this point seems to have closed down, uh, no longer in use. Uh, you can see that it also goes into a main way that looks... Uh, that begins to curve and head back northwards and up. As you can see, a figure standing there. As you can see, he's holding what looks to be multiple signs, uh, which read, uh, They are among us. They shall fo foretell the coming. And you can see one sign has a uh, what looks to be like a cartoonish ufo kind of set on along with these items <clears throat> oh my god kit is that your dad no jenny that's not my dad <laughs> that was a really funny joke though let's see what he's saying have we seen this guy around the only person here that i think would really like clock who this person is uh, would be baxter you know this gentleman as uh mr mcpherson uh he's the guy you bought the fireworks from uh, and he's known as a little bit of the town, not not loon, but eccentric, above all things. Are his eccentricities usually quieter than this, or is this pretty typical that you would just be out? No, this is very typical of him. Uh, he he comes out into downtown to, to preach his gospel fairly often. He owns the scrapyard outside of town and often has a lot of uh, just inter interesting trinkets, a lot of kind of odd hobnob stuff weird guy but entertaining if you start if you really want to hear something just really weird come out of people someone's mouth oh he's a he's a he's a good pal don't worry you should you know you should uh get talking a little bit you know maybe maybe he's a little off-putting but boy you know he's a character watch the lights at night for they shall beckon the beginning. The dark ones, they lurk everywhere. The tall ones, the short ones. Have you heard of the hobnobs? The picket men? Or perhaps the great elusive men in black. They linger everywhere. Beware, my friends, beware. It was in this very spot that I saw my first. It was at this very movie theater of which I crashed all those years ago. You shall know me. You shall know me as the prophet. You shall know me as the man who has warned you of the ones who come from above. The ones who come from nothing. The ones who spring forth reality and bend it and twist it. And those who are able to bend and shift and appear and disappear those who are able to conjure from nothing these strange alien creatures disguised as men and women please beware beware my friends is anybody paying him any mind no kit i think he's talking about you i start strutting towards mr mcpherson as you uh, approach him you see he kind of turns uh old like getting a better view of him now uh probably Closer to, like, early 60s to mid-60s, like, 
white hair kind of going all the way around uh short uh but there is a pretty thick beard on the front of his face no hunch he's very uh he definitely has a certain level of uh spryness to him as he's kind of holding up everything and uh seems to be wearing like some very like messed up kind of dirtied clothes overalls that you can see have some old like oil grass stains uh seems to be holding on to a number of trinkets in- inside of his pockets as he just kind of turns towards you and these just very wide green eyes just oh yes i see you have come to to see the truth hey uh yeah i love the truth mr mcpherson i'm kit uh, I'm a friend of Baxter's, and I look back at the gang, and I stick my tongue out at them, and I flip back to Mr. McPherson, and I say, um, first of all, great beard. Second of all, I'm wondering if you can tell us anything, well, well so- sorry to get ahead of myself here, but I just, I was listening to your monologue, and I heard something about shifting realities, and I was wondering if you could ex- extrapolate a bit on that for me. Of course. And he just kind of drops the signs and just like gets down into like a very like, like dramatic, like dramatic kind of bent knees pose. Just Oh, I bend down too. I bend down and wink at my friends again. He, he bends down lower to try to match your height. So that is specifically the work of the pale ones. They are the shapeshifters. They're the ones who can take on any visage. They are the ones that are the heralds of destiny and of future sight, but also past. You might see things that have both happened and will happen. These pale ones, are they aware that they're are they aware that this is happening? No! That is the beauty beauty of them. The, imagine them as shooting stars rippling through reality. They will impact into things and suddenly appear a vision that is what in some uh, you might take this to be uh, as some associates of mine have determined uh, if you look into the passages of something like for example the bible or other religious texts uh, these prophets these individuals who are given these holy visions are actually seeing the pale ones ripple through space and time impacting with things that is wired into their collective unconsciousness. Therefore, they're able to determine possible futures spread before them like a sea in tide. So they see the future. Great. That's that's super cool. You might also misconstrue them as ghosts. Oh, as ghosts. And could you go back, you know, strange lights. Sometimes we've got some strange lights in this city. Yes. Yes, we do. Absolutely. I stay up every night at my personal abode up at the scrapyard. I have a special telescope that I have built myself. And I stay up entirely all night every single day of the week. Not resting for a moment until I am able to capture the image of one of the multiple UFOs held within the Freeman Institute of Experimental Physics that is being tested on and being able to be developed further by the CIA, collaborating with the FBI in the One World Order, trying to determine the true nature of alien species. Well, Mr. Fearson, 
Pearson? Yes! Uh, <laughs> this has been great. Oh my god, hi. Hello! Can I just talk with you for like one of second? Of course, of like, course you can talk to me. Not, not you. Not me! Um, my you. Kit, we're, now, we're school chums. Sure. So, oh, yeah, we are? Stay oh. over there, please. <laughs> Never said that before. And I walk with you back. I would like to link arms with <laughs> in a bit of a forceful way and just guide her guide her back to the bosom of our group. What the fuck? Kit is walking with quite a step in her in her strut because oh uh Jenny just said that I was a friend, a school chum. I have a I have a world question, but how how crock of shit is what this guy is saying? Because we do have, like, robot teachers and, a, a, you know, a crazy futuristic government-funded building. How far off is what he's saying, actually? L- like, just as far as, like, the general Yeah, as far as we knowledge? would know. Uh, yeah. 100% just absolute off-the-wall bullshit. Oh, okay. Like, cool. like <laughs> this, is, this is some, like, deep-level conspiracy alien like like full-blown like seeing like like this this is the kind of guy that he's the only one who sees the truth he he is the one in his backyard he has the red string set up like he it's it's a time and a half that guy was full of shit okay you guys the guy might have been full of shit okay you got me you proved me wrong, but he was talking something about, you know, I, I don't know, it's, there's weird stuff going on, and I thought that maybe it doesn't hurt to check in. So, Kit, did you, you learned a lot from him? Did he prove your theories? But he's, he's saying what you're thinking, right? So, it's gotta be true. Hey, Mr. McPherson? Yes? Should we drink the tap water? <laughs> oh, my boy. Nope. Okay, guys, fine. Look, I just wanted to do a little exploring and meet a new friend. Let's walk into crazy clutters. Look, we're right here. Let's go. Forget it. Forget it. You guys win. See you around, McPherson. Keep finding the good fight. Oh, you're leaving. Yeah, we're, we're going there now. Other direction. Uh, you're going to cla- crazy clutters? No, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're just cutting through it. You don't have to come. Oh, all right. Well, if, um... <clears throat> If you would mind picking me up some poster board, it would be mostly appreciated. Only if you got some some cool trinkets for me next time I come around. All right. What what color do you want? Oh, colorful. Uh, also, if you want to discuss more about the pale ones, I've got I've have many books. Oh, I'm gone already. Sorry. As you guys just cut across the street. Uh, as we as we go as we head towards the the craft building, I kind of like step back to to Kit. I kind of go like, I get it. I, I would have tried to, but I don't know him. And like you know, talking to a weird person on the street is kind of not my scene. But I get it. Weird people have more to offer than the general public give them credit for. Did you just call me the general public? If the scrunchie fits. <laughs> if the scrunchie. Oh my god, I was gonna apologize for saying that guy was your dad, but I guess I won't now. Bye. <laughs> Unlink arms. Walk into crazy clutter. Yeah, I continue walking. I'm... <laughs> you guys enter inside of uh, crazy clutters <clears throat> where Jennifer, there is a older woman, seems to be around 50, uh, kind of leaning against the main desk with uh, what looks to be some sort of <clears throat> catalog of one sort or another. 
probably from Sears or something like that. As you kind of look over towards her, Martha? Martha, yeah. Yeah, that's totally her. I'm going to like just sort of do a brisk power walk up to the counter and be like, oh my god, hi, Martha. So great to see you. Hey, listen, um, some people are coming in behind me. Uh, we don't know each other that well, okay? Uh, cool. Just, yeah, wanted to establish that. Kind of just narrows her eyes at you. Like you and me. Like, we don't know each other. Got it? And I tap my nose and wink. Sure, sure, honey. Great, thanks. At which point you immediately turn around and you can see, uh, and you kind of just hear the woman stand up at the counter. Hi, everyone. My name is Martha and I don't know Jennifer that well. Oh, shit. Does she have a name tag? Yeah, she does. Does it say Martha? No. Does it even start with an M? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it says Teresa. I give a really good amount of side-eye to both Baxter and Kate. Uh, but slowly approach the counter. Uh, hey, yeah, sorry to, sorry to barge. I don't know why I'm sorry. Listen, have you seen this before? And I pull out the, the pin. Just kind of picks it up. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, let me, uh, I can take a look. We, we usually keep a roll of He's got it... bangs, I hear. Don't, don't. Kind of no. puts it up, like, the... kind of looks towards it and looks to you. Oh, hun. <laughs> I know. You know, it's a, it's, 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 it's a very dramatic, like, title that you've got on this. Okay, yes. So, no, I thought you were commenting on the bangs. No, yeah, that's what I want to figure out. Who commissioned this and why? Because I didn't. We don't know why it's so dramatic. Sure, sure. It just kind of goes over to uh, what looks to be like a binder with some kind of past logs as she's kind of whipping through them. When did you find this? Today. Okay. Probably pretty recent then, yeah? I, I guess so. Let me check. Uh, oh, okay. Does have a, have a mark. Let me just take a look. Do, 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 do. Hmm. I'm sorry. There's no, uh, there's no mark of, uh, this being produced here. I'm sorry, but it says your store. No, that this is the logo. Um, and it does have an ID number and just kind of shows it to you guys. Every pin that we make has to have this, uh, marking here that we punch in to just make sure that we're able to keep our orders in order <laughs> orders order <laughs> um but there's no order number here that matches it so this might have been done maybe it was done by one of my colleagues and wasn't noted down how far do your how far do your log how back to how far back do your logs go this log goes back for about a year and a half but it also is worth mentioning that all all of our productions are categorized by number what, what i'm saying is is that the number here doesn't exist it doesn't exist yet and i give a very pointed look to the folks my pals behind me so no 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 no, no. You, you run this store you make buns you among other among other things but i mean that doesn't it's not a future button. Like, you have a reasonable explanation for it. Do you own other... Is this a chain? Are there other stores? Yeah, like, could somebody have stolen some kind of equipment and put it together? Uh, not that we would have noticed. We've only got maybe 
well, two or three machines and we have to do that by hand. I'm sorry, this is very odd. But look, the, the odd thing about the number is that we do it based on parcels dependent on things like, it's kind of like an every other number sort of deal. This one's set, set on an even number. We only categorize ours on odds. The fact that it's an even number, that's why I'm confused. Because, like I said, it shouldn't exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, thank you for your help. Um, this has been illuminating. I think, I think that's, all I, that's all we got here. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, can I get um, four neon color bristol boards please sure sure uh, they're just in the back and just kind of points over to a just a whole palette set i get like a good uh you know some, some primary colors like an R rbg uh y grab them uh very very cheap you're able to hand over the money no problem uh and you come out with uh some very vibrant uh neon yellow light blue and some like pinkish red Thanks, Teresa. Thank you, honey. Good to have good to have new faces around. Tell your friends and family. Sure thing. Okay. I have a theory. But do you guys want to do you guys want to go sit down and hang out somewhere to talk about it? If you guys have time. I know a really cool place nearby. They have milkshakes. I will only go somewhere where there is no one else and no one will hear us. Maybe, maybe we can go get milkshakes and then go somewhere that there's nobody else. Because, I don't know, a, a strawberry milkshake sounds pretty good to me right now. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if you guys have been to, to, to Matter Hatters. I know the, I, I know the, 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 the owner, uh, and he's pretty chill. He, he won't bother us or anything. And we're... Is his name also Martha? No, no. No, his name's Mads. Is his last name Hatter? I haven't asked, honestly. It's not very imaginative, if so. Mads Hatter, the owner of the Matter Hatter? Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy, wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> what dork would have invented that? Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure I couldn't imagine. Is there, like, a back door where no one will see me enter this horrible little store? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a record shop. People, people go in there all the time. Do you not like music? Please tell me you don't like you, you like music. Okay, tell you what, I'm gonna wait over there, away from you. Here's some money. Go get the milkshakes or whatever, and we'll go to my house. You always want people to come to your house, don't you? Do you want to go to your house, Baxter? From what I remember, you don't really like spending time there, actually. So okay, let's go get the milkshakes. Da 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 da. And I <laughs> grab Olivier and Baxter by the arms, and we go in for milkshakes. I, I drop off before we get to matter headers. I want to drop off the boards to McPherson. Okay. You see Mc, uh, as you're kind of <clears throat> set up McPherson kind of looks to you. I approach, I say nothing. I put the board in front of him. I nod and I walk away. <laughs> I turn back and I give him like the, I give him like the star Wars Spock sign <laughs> and wink. Star Wars, star Spock, Wars sign? Spock sign. <laughs> star Trek. Sorry. This is a sign. He's dropped the the signs to go down to look at the uh, the Bristol board. As you give that the uh, the Spock hand sign, he just just narrows his eyes and begins like tilting 
like what like the shiny yellow bristol board in like the light towards you <laughs> kind of like some sort of weird flare Ooh, Sade. i give like a quizzical look i know you pale one you do not you can reveal your secrets to me just continuing to like shake the the bristol board at you i narrow my eyes and i go like and then i, t- I run kit is also but with a big smile it, it occurs to me, of all of the locations that I've set up in uh, in Freeman, I did not set up a, uh, what is it, a diner, which is a great misstep on my pot part. I was give I was giving you an out to put say that Matter Hatters had like a has like a milkshake booth. Oh, I did not, I did not pick up on that. Sure, we can do that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's it's. It's like a Dr. Cerberus is place in uh, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's like it's got like records, it's got me, it's got like media and stuff, but it also has like booths. Okay. As you guys dash over towards Matter Hatter, uh, you enter inside. Wait, who's going inside? Not me. No, except except Jenny, who's too good for Matter Hatters apparently. As you guys enter inside. You are hit with a lot of smells. It smells of cat hair. It smells of old books, freshly pressed records. But more than anything else, whoo, is it dank in here. You guys see the narrow rows of records set in front. One section of the wall, just a full, massive bookshelf, just filled with used books. And the front space, you can see a number of cushions that look to be like, like almost like cafe booths that would look outside. Uh, You can see on them, there are different spots for uh, where there are multiple cats just lying around and just hanging out, kind of looking out through these massive pane windows. This is a place I want to be handling my dairy. You head up to the front, you can see uh, what looks to be a probably middle-aged gentleman brown hair that's now speckled with uh gray and white this brown beard that kind of gums down to mid-chest multiple braids kind of running through it like looks like a hippie that never made it out of the 60s uh a nice like tie-dye shirt underneath of like this probably looks like uh like sheepskin leather jacket kind of just leaning against you can see these like heavy shades he has just over top of his eyes as he's just like just sitting there just feet up looking in your guys's direction Matt's hey he just stays still Matt's uh I, I I go up to him is he breathing he is breathing you just approach him and as you hear <sighs> As you just hear him snoring. We can be quiet. Uh, I. We're pretty. We're pretty tight. What do you get? What do you guys want? Uh, I head behind the counter, uh, and take out the dairy. <laughs> uh, you actually look uh into the back. It is a strange amalgamation of some sort of weird bar. Like it looks like this was probably like a mom and pop, like diner at one point that was then shifted into whatever the hell this is so there's still like the milkshake machine uh there's also like what looks to be like a like a full kitchen in the back 
uh, that still smells like there's actual like food still available. Look at you. How how what's the state of this dairy? Uh, it looks fine. Are the menu items named after me? Is it like do they have like the Rush and the Freddie Mercury and like? Uh, no. You're looking. Uh, you're looking at like kind of through the different sections. It's all Alice in Wonderland themed. Um. Hey, Olivier. I would love a uh, a strawberry milkshake, and if you could put whipped cream on it with three maraschino cherries, please. All for you? I'm not gonna question. I'm not gonna question your choices. Hey, you like maraschino cherries? You like maraschino cherries? I fix it up. Uh, you're able to successfully make the strawberry milkshake. Uh, the moment that you turn on the blender, you immediately hear. Whoa. <clears throat> hey Mads. Oh hey, hey, hey little man, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry, you were I didn't want to wake you up, uh, but then I started the blender. Oh no, I was just having my beauty sleep. That's totally cool. Whoa. You got a bunch of little friends with you. Yeah, uh these are my friends. These are uh, this is Kit, uh, and Baxter, and Jenny's outside. Hey. Oh hey. Sh- shoots at the peace sign. <laughs> Oh, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. A little weird, not gonna lie to you, but... Yeah? Yeah. Wild. It's time. Baxter, what do you want, buddy? Uh, give me a vanilla and see if you can throw some chocolate chips or something in there. Uh, the March hair special, of course. <laughs> hey, do you mind, uh, whip me up a Bloody Mary, bud? Mads, <clears throat> we've already had this conversation. I will not serve you alcohol in your own place. What? It's... Look, we, we, like I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. All I'm saying is children have to develop an early sense of how alcohol affects their body. It's, it's just a natural, like, chemical. You're going to experiment when you get to college. It's totally normal to be fascinated about these sorts of things as he just kind of goes over and just begins to... You see him open the fridge and... While there is ice cream, there's different other things. You see that most of the things inside of the actual fridge itself, like there's a jar of pickles and not much else. Like it looks like he's both like living out of this fridge in this kitchen uh, and just living a very boho lifestyle. Uh, And at which point now that he's kind of more uh, out from behind the bar, you can see he's just wearing like this very like a like a very light gray like sweatpants that he's kind of walking with with uh, Birkenstocks with socks. Yes! As he just kind of pops it open, it just pulls out the pickle jar and just begins to sip on the pickle juice. It's all about perspective, my man. It's all about perspective. Oh, your, um, your musical. It came in today. <gasps> no, it didn't. Yeah, the one about the cats, right? Uh-huh. I had Baxter his shake. I had Kit hers. You gotta show it to me. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna give it the um, <clears throat> the first performance necessity in the inside the the house of the Hatter? I think we have to. No, I'm not listening to show. Oh, boy. No, no, no. This one's really good. This one's really good. What is it about? You're not you're not prepared for this. It's about cats. And what do the cats do? It's about cats. He goes over to the uh, stereo, sets up the record, 
very gently places the very gently places the needle on it to cats of the musical welcome to the first religious experience you will have within the house of the hatter and lets it fall as the music begins uh as the opening number comes to conclusion you can see mads just kind of looks around are we doing a full album breakdown or do we um no i think you know what that was wild andrew lord weber's a genius i will come back uh right now we have things to do we i was hoping like we we could get you kind of chill um yeah yeah i might convince i might convince jenny to come inside but we got some like stuff to talk about if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of space just a second i'm gonna i run out to the front door where's jenny are you outside yeah i'm just like leaning on a bush looking cute hey jenny did you want a milkshake sure okay well you better come inside because if you don't i'm gonna make sure it's made with two percent milk and i shut the door I love 2% milk. Oh. <laughs> I'm an athlete. Milk is important. Actually. Uh, Kit doesn't hear this and looks quite... Yep, that should get her inside. <laughs> Way to stereotype. And J- Jenny, as you kind of shout that out, you do hear a familiar voice from behind you. Stereotyping? Huh? Spin. You turn and you can see Jess backpack slung over the shoulder i thought it was gonna be mr fireworks no no you just see jess kind of set like gray and purple kind of plaid black jeans she just kind of looks over towards you someone bothering you oh hi no well mm, no 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 one's uh what are you doing here kind of points over to the mad hatter I started uh, picking up a few shifts over the summer, and I don't know. Seems like a nice dude. Oh my god, you have a job? Kind of. Every once in a while. Oh, that's so cool. And, and you work there? Yeah. Yeah, the records are pretty sweet. Ah. You know? Also get to hang around with a whole bunch of cats. Nice and quiet. The uh, owner isn't a total dick, so that helps. That's good. Um, it might not be too quiet in there right now because uh, some people our age are in there and they're kind of loud. So I don't know. Do you have a shift right now? Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to suck it up, I guess. <clears throat> Begins to walk past. Heads over to the front door. Wait, what are you doing here? Ha 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 Um, I am here to get a milkshake because I love those. Can I come inside the store you work at, please? Just kind of holds open the door, just, sure. Do you get, like, an employee discount? Walk in. I'll hook you up. As, as she kind of walks inside, kind of looks to uh, all of you, kind of points to you, Olivier. Oh, uh, hey. Hey. I remember you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you. Olivier. Yeah, cool. Jess. Cool. All right, well, just uh, don't fuck up the place or else it's coming out of my paycheck and you don't want that. Gonna give everyone the dagger eyes. I look 
like a Mads. I give him like a. And say Mads just kind of looks up as he seems to be, uh, was it trying to light up some sort of herbal cigarette, quote unquote. He's like, ah, hey, taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure everything. Well, I don't know what to do about the smell, but I'll take care of everything else. (laughs) Uh, Smells, yeah. What are you talking about? It smells great in here. Oh, baby. It smells like drugs. Uh, I, I can't remember if... I, I can't remember if we've talked about this, um, Olivier, my man. Have you ever smoked a doobie? That's one of these days. Not today. Are you offering drugs to a minor? Hey, he's cool. Because I can get behind that, actually. You see that Maz just kind of freezes there in this moment of, like unsure exactly how to respond before he just goes back to smoking himself you know uh, there's only two rules that we have in the house of hatter the first one love the music for it is the heart of things and two no fucking narcs. <clears throat> Just keep it in mind. All right, you guys have your wonderful private chat or whatever. If you need anything, just let me know. Thanks, Mats. Heads over back towards uh, the front desk where you can see Jess is beginning to uh, check the shelves. Seems to be restocking things. Olivia just has the biggest grin on his face. All three of these people are in here now. Yes. Hey, I'm here for my milkshake. But, but you know, make sure there's no, like, whole milk in it, because I hate that. Oh, you can, you, can, you can only make milkshakes with whole milk. Cool. Doesn't, I don't give a shit. Do you have mint? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the, the caterpillars thing. What the hell does that mean? What the fuck are you talking about? It's the name of the mint. Look at the chalkboard. It's called the caterpillars dot 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 thing comma pipe period. Oh my god. That's the name of the mint drink. That guy really is high, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much all the time, yeah. I was trying trying to think of the word hash, but then I was like, yeah, fuck it. I needed a longer name. Fixed Jenny up a mint milkshake. Uh, alrighty, you got you guys are at the front section of the uh, of the shop, able to look out into the street. Nice, comfortable set of benches for you, and a and a small table. Uh, cats all the way around. So, Kit, you sit you sit on the opposite side of the cats. And you just see them all just staring at you. I want to pull Olivier before we sit down. I want to pull Olivier for the side to the side and say, "Hey, just letting you know." And I I chug the rest of my milkshake, staring him in the eye. And then I say to him, "That cat's record thing you just did, never make me do that again." I shove the empty glass into his hands and I go sit down. Oh, what a power move! I guess you need a brain to get brain freeze. Sit the milkshake down. <clears throat> okay. Pull out the button. So we've had a lot of fun here, but now we have to get back to this. So like, you know the, the that like that like thing 
where in in like sci-fi where so like there's one world and then something happens and then the person oh like it's in a wonderful life not the reference i was think i thought i was gonna go with but that's the one i'm going with that that is very deviously sci-fi my friend so like in it's in it's a one in it's in it's a wonderful life right so like he the guy wishes that he had never been born or whatever and then he wakes up and it's a whole different world where he had never been born right what if so you guys remember before study hall there was that weird thing that happened and that's when we saw the whole thing we were missing and stuff what if some kind of event triggered a thing like that but then somehow we got put back but this thing is part of that like it's a wonderful life world I'm down for it. Honestly, a little embarrassed that I went with future rather than alternate plane of reality. I've got to give it to you. I think I'm into that idea. But why would that be left there? That's like a little blip. Like, is is something trying to tell us? Was it a mistake? That's the question. I am willing, willing to accept maybe this isn't that straightforward. But, but, with that said, we've gone from time travel to alternate realities now. Like, you need to pick one sci-fi trope here. Oh my god. You guys, what if it's like Terminator and there's like an assassin here now, and he dropped that button and he's gonna come and kill us? That would fucking suck. Maybe it's the person who kidnapped us in the other reality or whatever who says we're kidnapped maybe we're fucking dead whoa the statistics are not good that's heavy but then there wouldn't be a button right right we would be like it would be like a a tombstone or something wouldn't say like save the it'd be like mourn the kids or avenge uh, people should be avenging me yeah yeah that's no that's a good point if 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 the yeah if the thing is if the button's anything to go by people think that we're still around in whatever place this thing comes from but maybe you're onto something jenny maybe somebody from that left this here by accident i don't know what could have triggered this though there was that weird thing but i don't know what the heck happened around that weird thing when we were in study hall it went dark Right. Also, I would just like to peer over my shoulder in a suspicious fashion to see how in earshot anyone else in the store is. Mads has reconquered his position uh, behind the bar in the exact same position you guys saw him in. Jess seems it's hard to tell if she's just like abject just disinterest or if she's intentionally giving you guys space. Okay, I don't. I don't even want to think about this, but okay. Let's say something happened that crossed over a dimension where we were kidnapped. If if this button, what if something else was, or what if something from our plane ended up? What if there was a trade of some kind? What? You guys, we should just ask my mom. She's a scientist. Your mom's a scientist? Yeah, she works at the Institute. She's, like, really smart. I bet she'd know what's going on. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't we thought of that? Oh, my God, Jenny, that's crazy. Because this whole thing is so fucking dumb. I didn't want to, like, you know, bother her with it in case it was just a fucking gas leak or something. 
How, also, are we sure it's not a gas leak? Tyson, may I? Is there like a role we can make to like remember the events before the weird thing that occurred to us? Or like to better piece it together, maybe now that we're reflecting back on it? As far as what specifically? Uh, like to try to ascertain like what perhaps triggered whatever thing launched into the like entertaining this theory some event might have triggered us going into the it's a wonderful life dimension as i'm calling it understood like i don't know if this could be like a comprehend role uh to try to piece together the information that we have oh with comprehend you can have the right piece of information or you can find it somewhere if you succeed on the role i'll say anyone who has numbers in comprehend can make a comprehend check, a mind comprehend check. Also, anyone who wants to assist, remember you can, uh, a person who is being assisted by another kid gains an additional die. I don't, I don't know if this is kind of what was just asked, but like, I know there's like secretive nature around the Institute, but is like, do, do people know if it's, like in regards to like do people think it's in regards to like technology or is do is there like rumors about it being in regards to like physics and things like the manipulation of like states of matter and things like like le- like let's say there was like a car factory near here would i think of it as being a place that would manipulate like or just be like oh they just build shit there like, yeah yeah uh it is very hush hush i'll say Based on the comprehend rule, I might be able to assist with that question. I got one six. Kit, you're thinking about everything, trying to put the pieces together, operating on the theory you guys have come up with. You feel that you're like you're you're, you're getting the sense this is very theoretical. This could easily be disproven in its current form like there there could be another explanation for it maybe you're not sure what it would be but you feel that you feel that this still is a sound concept but you don't feel that you have the evidence to back it but two things do spring to mind that have been mentioned by your friends the first is speaking to jenny's mom if she's there or reading her books it's a option. The second is kind of answering Baxter's query about where to get more information. There is one person you've spoken to today that at the very least has some ideas. <laughs> he might not be the most regulated fellow, but there's a lot of themes that are appearing in both stories that you guys are looking at both this theme of other dimensions these strange alien creatures able to transfer between them a whole bunch of stuff like that i relay these thoughts to my group and i also say and hey you know maybe i might be looking a little too much into this but there were some other weird things that went on that day you guys like we got that, you know, we got that robot teacher, the professor. That's all well and good. But when uh, Baxter was messing with him in our class, um, right, when Baxter was asking his questions in class, uh, 
Um, the robot professor called me by a weird nickname that I hadn't given it to call me by. Um, and the nickname is something that, um, that only my dad used to call me. So, you know, coincidence maybe, but it was really weird and, uh, I don't know if maybe some weird things happened to you guys that day. I'm just spitballing here. What if your dad was secretly a robot? Whoa. Um, I don't think so, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on a sec. What, is your dad, like, not a, a, around, or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh. I don't want to, I don't want to get too into it or anything, no, no, I'm no, sorry. it's okay, it's okay. You can't do worse than, uh, Jenny's funny joke today, so it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, my, my dad and my mom, they were together for a few years, they had me, and, uh, when I was, like, four or five, my dad just decided he needed to go, and we haven't really talked since. Okay, so the robot calling you your dad's pet name is way weirder now. Yeah. I'm sorry, is, are we saying that the kitty cat is this big name? Because, I'm sorry, that's not a huge stretch for a nickname from the name cat. Well, no, but why would a robot call them that? Call her that? I don't know. Maybe it did, like a, I don't know, like a search. I don't know. Is there? I don't know. But I understand that Baxter, but nobody else has called me that. Look, I was just, I was just simply saying nobody else has called me that, and I think I would know if other people have called me that before. It was probably a fluke. I just weird things are happening today, and that was a weird thing that happened earlier. Do you think it's related to the button? Wait a fucking second. You guys, do you remember? Oh my god. In that weird press conference. They, I think they mentioned our janitor. And like, wasn't there like a herringbone too in the speech? Our, our janitor's name is Wendell. And what is a herringbone? Uh, you... Cat, Kit, um, in in the press conference speech in the Weird Vision, didn't they mention that Wendell worked with Kit's dad? Did indeed. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad. Well, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Wendell, our school custodian, used to work with my dad when my dad lived here, and they were both custodians. Um. Yeah, they were both custodians, Jenny, at the institute where your mom works as a scientist. Isn't that, like, a, a clue? But I don't know why they would bring that up. To... I think it might be worth it to talk to your mom, Jenny. Everything seems to be pointing to the institute. We could, we could, we, um, we could try. I don't actually know, like, exactly where she is right now. Um, she sort of keeps the regular hours. Uh, she works very hard at the institute, so... Well, it'll, it'll also be kind of weird if we went up to your mom and we we're like, hey, so in this alternate, in this fever dream we had, we the, apparently our janitor and your dad stole us away. Yeah, they wouldn't believe us to a normal, to a quote unquote person, normal person. But someone like Jenny's mom who works for the Institute sees this kind of weird stuff probably all the time. I think we should go to your mom, Jenny, because if we go to Wendell, that's obviously an option. But uh, if the Wendell is not the Wendell from the other or is unaware, you know, it's not going to be much help. So let's go to your house. Okay. 
Olivia, did you want a milkshake? Do, do I want to? I can come back and get milkshakes whenever, guys. It's okay. Actually, no, I'm going to go give money to Jess for the milkshakes. So, super secret private convo done? Haha, <laughs> yeah, it's just this weird group project thing. Um, first day of school, I got settled with the new kid. It's great. But yeah, we're done. We're going to head out. Well, I don't know. They seem kind of cool. Could have done worse. Appearances can be deceiving. I'm, I, I'm, I feel like Jess turns to look at us, and I'm thoroughly trying to explain the plot of Cats to Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> ba- ba- Baxter's just one hand in his head going. So they just say their names. Uh, well, sort of. That's a lot. That's what a lot of people think about it. But really, <laughs> Kit has now moved uh, Rudy down into her hands and is like listening intently. Is that a? F- Jess just kind of leans into you, Jenny. Is that a full-ass rat? It is a fucking rat, and it totally ruined Mila's party. <laughs> um, maybe you didn't hear that part, but... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But it also kind of fucked up Jasper, which wasn't... That's the cake rat? Horrible. Yeah, it's the fucking cake rat. That's pretty dope. Wait, did that happen in this universe? So that the audience can also follow along at home. Episode one, uh, I have mentioned this to the cast. The cast... Uh, had everything that happened in episode one happen to them. The only difference is, and I did not mention this to them already, is that Kat, uh, Kit went alone and no one else decided to follow her when she went after the rat. So I wouldn't know about Cake Rat, but I would know that it fucked up Jasper. Because that only happened when we all met up in the woods and Kit let it slip. <laughs> it, it was quickly discovered afterwards. <laughs> oh, it's like all over the school. <laughs> oh, yeah. You bet. You better believe it. Cake rat Harrington has become a bit of a uh, of a small time mascot. As Jess just kind of nods. All right. Well, you guys heading out. Mm-hmm. Here's the milk money. Jess just kind of looks down towards your your hand. Friends and family discount. Remember. Oh my god, Jess, you're so sweet, but like. I'm rich. It's fine. Just keep it. It's your tip, though. Fine. You see, when you put it that way, she she just takes no it worries. and just pockets it. I love you. Uh, at which point you guys get up from the booth. Oh, I say I say bye to Mads and I grab the the, the record. He, he is already snoring. Uh, from which point you got it takes a little bit of a journey, uh, traveling up the not not cliffside, but just more moving uphill for the most part, uh, into Lilyview Estates. You eventually arrive at the very beautiful mansion, which point, Jenny, you unlock the door, head inside. As as Jenny, you immediately hear, ding, ding, ding. Oh, shit. Hello? Hello? I'm going to investigate the noise. Um, yeah, hey, guys, come on in. Uh, just, like, take your shoes off, because, you know. This is the house? This is your house? Yeah. And someone's making weird noises, so I'm just going to go, like, check on that. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. You can come if you want. I'm getting a weird sense of deja vu in this place. Mm. Uh, which point, uh, for Jenny, you leave the group as you see a familiar figure standing in your kitchen. Uh, her, her dress clothes... Her shirt is rolled up around the sleeves, uh, black dress p- pants. Uh, you see her blonde hair kind of in curls coming to the nape of the neck. 
she's got her, uh, what is it? Her hair tied up a little bit into a bun, but it's very loose. You can see her hands are covered uh, in what looks to be some sort of like, uh, oh God, what would she be trying to make? Some sort of like strange, like, like concoction or other. As she's looking kerfuffled around the stovetop and the and the oven, as you see your mother standing there with a apron on, just as there is smoke coming from the top of the from the stovetop in a pan, she's like, "Oh shit!" And she just races over and just, "No, no, 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 not just." <sighs> oh my god, mom! What are you doing? Hi. Are you trying to cook? Oh hi 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 sweetie. Um, yes, yes, I'm cooking dinner. Oh, no, I'll do that. What, what, what look, it's, it, it's all right, honey. Uh, she kind of goes over to a towel and just kind of gives you all just very pleasant smiles. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't think, oh, Baxter, Baxter, good to see you. Hey, good to, good to see you again in, in your home. How, uh, how are you doing? How's your mother? You know? She's, uh, staying at home, doing, doing what she does. Oh, I suppose, yeah. And, uh, your, your, your dad doing okay? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's working. He's working, you know, he's all the time for us. Hardworking guy. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, do I, uh, I'm sorry, who kind of points to Olivier and Kit? I have not had the chance to meet either of you. Uh, no, no, hi, hello, uh, I'm, I'm Olivier Webster, I, I go up and I put out a hand to shake her hand with. She, uh, takes her hand. Olivier, nice, nice to meet you. Thank you, uh, I'm, I'm new in town. Uh, your, your home is lovely. Oh, I, um, I'm so glad that, yeah, that you enjoy it. And you! Hey, I'm Kit, um, and I'm not new in town. But, yeah, I agree, you have a very nice house. <laughs> oh, th- thank you. Thank you, honey. Um, so, uh, what are, what are you, what are you all doing here? Uh, I, I, I apologize, I, I, I didn't mean to sound, <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like a bitch there. Um, I was just expecting my daughter, and I had not been expecting, uh, other people. Um, while she's been distracted with these new children and it, trying to explain herself, uh, I, I hugged her as a greeting and then I like quietly went around behind her while she was talking and like turned down everything that was too hot and like wiped up the counter a little bit, just sort of cleaning up after her. Um, well, we have a question for you, actually. Uh, sure, sure. Um she's just kind of like as you're kind of like managing the kitchen she she you see she turns to like go back to trying to figure out how everything's working before she just kind of stops a little bit um yes yes uh, yes of course sweetie what's uh what's your question oh well i think baxter should explain it because you know it's really his idea okay as i continue to salvage dinner i give jenny kind of a, a death stare i flip him off behind my mom's back we had questions about your work. Have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Long time ago, but yeah. I, I, live, I give Baxter like a, a two thumbs up, like this is going in the right direction. 
I give him like a like a flimsy little thumbs up, like a half smile. So we're doing a physics paper, and we want to know on a purely theoretical basis if it's possible that you can do some technology stuff to looks over at Olivia to it's a wonderful life someone into another world anyone who has points in empathize may make a mind empathize role I have zero points but can I have special dispensation because she's my mother <laughs> my mother that's fair so gain an extra die <gasps> oh my god I actually succeeded Appropriate. Narratively appropriate. <laughs> there we go. Holy shit. That is three. So, again, for uh, for Olivier, uh, you can gain two questions of your choice, uh, additionally from what I'm going to tell you. So, for, for Jenny, upon asking this question, there's a moment where... where you're kind of looking at your mother, and she just goes quiet for an extra beat too long. You notice that there's a slight tremble to her hand that she catches and just kind of <clears throat> clears her throat as she kind of looks to Baxter. Uh, I'm a f I'm sorry, I, I haven't encountered anything like that. I promise my work is much, much more dull than that. Uh... For Olivier, you are looking at you, you are looking at this woman, and you you felt odd walking into this place. When you took her hand and she shook your hand, there was something weird. Until it just kind of clicks for you. She's seen you before. She knows you, and this is the woman who has seen a ghost. The flicker of the hand, the kind of blase step back all of the things are kind of like clicking into place in your head the way she's looking at baxter the way she's looking at kit the way like especially to kit someone who she apparently has never met before that same awareness there's this deep fear in her and she knows people in this room that she is not supposed to know Okay, I, I guess that, that is my first question, because I'm looking at the sheets, and so, like, is she lying is one of the possible questions uh, that I can ask here. Uh, okay, I'm going to use my second question here, uh, and I get, and one of the, I'm looking at this thing, uh, the question on the sheet says, what does she want? In this moment, she wants to get the hell out of here. She wants to escape. <clears throat> As, as Baxter, you're kind of talking with her. You see she um, she kind of puts a hand on the counter as she kind of <clears throat> leans a bit. I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm, <laughs> I've, oh God, I feel like I'm coming down with something. I think I've been working too hard at the lab, but um, I'm sorry. I'm, I just have to go and lie down for a little bit, I think. I just... In my head. Do you know anything about uh Wendell? What kit? I'm sorry, I don't 
No, Wendell, dear. <laughs> well, you guys can, like, stay for dinner if you want to. Maybe I can fix it. I don't know. But, Mom, go lay down. I'd love to stay for dinner. Um, well, we'll see. I know that, uh, I know that, uh, I know that, well, I, I was going to tell you this upon arriving, but, uh, your father will be here to, uh, to, uh, help around for, uh, for, for tonight, so, um. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was feeling, um, <clears throat> uh, well, regardless. Um. I'm gonna hold her hand. She kind of takes your hand in hers and, oh, all right, well, <clears throat> I'll see how I'm, uh, how I'm feeling later. I, in fairness, I might just end up passing out. <laughs> all right. Well, have a wonderful, uh, a wonderful afternoon, evening, sweetheart. And she just kisses you on the top of the head. Take it easy, Mrs. Williams. It was nice to meet you, Mrs. Williams. Thank you. And it's uh, so wonderful to meet you as she walks forward slowly and just begins to walk up the stairs before getting to the top hallway, before you hear a click as the door closes. Your mom is keeping something from us. Why do you think that? Okay, so I felt really weird when I caught, walked in here. And there's something about the way she looked at me and Kit. She knew us. She must be really tired. No, she's she's sick. No, she no, she knew us. She was lying about not knowing anything about what we were talking about. You can't just accuse someone's mother of lying. Okay, maybe she wasn't lying, but she wasn't telling us everything. I can tell. I've worked with enough people to figure out like I'm sorry, rules and stuff. new guy. I don't I don't know if you know how how it works wherever school you came from whatever but we don't just go around in front of people's in front of people yelling about their parents That's... keep your voice down keep your voice down. oh i keep my voice down baxter kind of square up to him a little bit mr rational guy first of all this is jenny's mom and i feel like out of anybody here jenny's probably the person who's going to know if she's acting out of character she didn't seem to be the the most comfortable cook i don't I don't know. I kind of understand what Olivia is saying. Would she really be trying to cook right now if she's feeling that ill? It's not to say she's hiding anything really bad, Jenny, but, like, I don't know. Like, if it was something really, like, really weird that we were onto and she works at the Institute, she's probably not going to be super jazzed to admit to it. Why would none of this is, like, in on her level, like... It's a weird hallucination, wonderful life, blip, whatever. And actually, yeah, Olivier, I really do not appreciate your attitude right now. Um, maybe if you're bothered, you shouldn't stay for dinner. Actually, honestly, it's kind of rare that they're both here. So um, I know it's rude, but I'm, I may actually uh, rescind my invitation Sorry they didn't go like how you wanted, but actually like in my how mom I wanted. Is I didn't really I didn't tired. want this to go a certain way. I'm just Look, I'm sorry. I'm s I didn't mean to come out straight out of the gate like that. I just got a bad vibe. And I'm sorry. I think maybe today has gone long enough for all of us. I think you should go home. Yeah, like we can 
Scooby Gang again, I guess, tomorrow or whatever, but um, I'm not going anywhere else tonight. Um, <laughs> look, look at this kitchen. I need, I fucking need to deal with this. Do, do you want any help? Can you cook? Yeah. I'm actually a really good cook. I cook all the time at home. I wish to assess them. And I wish to use my pride, which auto-succeeds. Can any of these assholes cook? <laughs> Can they cook? Yeah. Not super well or anything, but Olivia's had to take care of, like, he's learned a bit from his sister. Yeah, Kit's not, like, a chef, but um, she knows she's resourceful in the kitchen. She can make a lot of tastes from a little, a little bit of things, a little, little flavor she makes. Max is a tinkerer, so he can probably, he probably just kind of intuitively knows how to. I don't think he's had to prepare a meal a day in his life because his parents have more than prepared everything for him, even if he does not wish to. But he, he can understand how to put together instructions and can understand the basic mechanics of how flavors function together. What, what time is it, Tyson? At this point, it's probably getting around 4, 4.30. Okay. Um, I would just really, really quickly like to like sneak up to my mom's room and um, I'm sure like the lights are out and she's under the covers or whatever um, and just gently touch her shoulder and ask her when uh, my dad is expected. Okay. Uh, make a body sneak check. Jeez, she's jumpy. <laughs> um... <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, you head up the stairs uh, quietly as possible. Uh, as you head to your mother's bedroom, you see the door is ajar as you open it slightly. She's not in here. She's not. You hear a coming from her office. I mean, I'll go find her. Okay. You head towards the office. As you hear... Look, 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 look. Mom? Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> yes, sweetheart? Sorry, I'm just... When's um dad gonna be here? His flight gets in at around five, so she should probably be here around seven. Okay. Did you, um... Did you, like, take a pill or something? Do you want me to bring you some Advil? That's okay, sweetheart. I, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just taking a bit of light reading before I, uh, before I rest up. Okay, well, don't work too hard. I promise I won't, honey. Love you. Love you too. Go back down the stairs. Okay, so, um, sure. You can help me with whatever is going on in this kitchen. Um, you know, we can, like, make some snacks or something. Uh, you guys can eat some snacks, uh, but then I'm kicking you out uh, before my dad gets back. Which point, you guys, in a, in a cooking montage, Jenny, what are you, uh, you going to try to put together? I don't know. What, is there any way to tell what the hell she was trying to do? Uh, make a mind investigate check. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use my luck point to re-roll those. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. All the luck into the cooking rolls. <laughs> oh, I got 
I got one success with the luck point. Between the burned remains on the stovetop, it seemed like she was getting started making some sort of like spaghetti, like bolognese with some like vegetables, but she seemed to char the meat too much and the vegetables have started to go into like just a full just like crinkle. All right, we're just going to give up on that um, and start risotto. And also something like, what do you, what do you guys want? Um, I'm really good at making date squares for dessert. Date squares, eh? I'm, I'm not picky, honestly. I don't know. Just give me some, some cookies. All right, fine. I'll be okay with some cookies. And I'm going to go get like a tin of cookies from the pantry and just sort of hand it to him. Gee, thanks. Uh, throughout the whole thing, I want to be as conciliatory as possible uh, to Jenny because uh, this is very aligned with my problem. <laughs> uh, which point you guys take... Uh, a, I'll, I'll say about a just a little bit of extra time just getting everything together. It'll take about two hours whipping everything up. Whip up a, a hearty risotto. Uh, s- smells amazing. Uh, with the help of just Jenny in the lead and also the date squares. Uh, moment they come out of the oven, it's immediately just blanketed in uh, a wonderful smell. A very strange set of smells to have together, but regardless. I feel like I feel like Jenny's so rich, she doesn't even use cooking wine to cook the risotto. She just like an actual nice like Chardonnay or something. No, that's horrible. <laughs> I may be rich, but I know what wine to use it's just a waste to use the good stuff it doesn't change the taste um and i'm not to extend this moment too much longer but i feel like um jenny would have like arranged for olivier and baxter to be like on side dish duty so that maybe like they could work their shit out at about the point that everything is just kind of cooling off at jenny you hear a Hello. Ah. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for all the help. Uh, here are your doggy bags or whatever. Bye. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, do do we go by the front? We left our shoes there. Yeah. No, you're not like secret. I just want to spend time with my parents. <laughs> right. Right. No. Enjoy. Uh, as you guys are heading through the front door, you immediately encounter a very dapper, handsome man. Uh, tan skin, black hair, kind of slicked back, a a nice suit kind of tailored to him. Kind of shows off a little bit of the muscles, like uh, triceps, biceps, uh, probably standing or, or at around like, like just under six feet. Uh, clean shaven, but like a strong kind of cut jaw. Uh, seems to be wearing a pair of sunglasses. Where's my Jenny bear? Daddy! <laughs> I just swoon into his arms. Uh, and he just <clears throat> grabs you and just picks you up at the waist and kind of spins you around. Uh, how's my Jenny bear been? Hmm? Jenny, your dad's a dilf. That's not in character. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, cheerling started again. My first day of school is yesterday. These are my friends. Uh, um, Kit and uh, Olivier and, you know, Baxter. They're just leaving. Oh, Baxter Bunny. How's it going? Hey, that's... Uh, Baxter <laughs> Bunny. Uh, you know, we don't 
need to talk about that. It's uh, it's been a it's been a while since I've seen you. You've grown in quite into quite the young man. Thank you, thank you. You uh, look as uh, manly as ever. And uh, was it Kit and Oliver, right? Oh, uh, hi, uh, Olivier, Olivier Webster, sir. Uh, and I put out my hand to to streak his hand. Oh, proper gentleman. Just kind of takes uh, your hand in his. Oh, this is doing it for me. It's good to see that. Uh, my uh, my little Jenny's being taken care of by such good people. Died. <laughs> oh, well, Jen- Jenny's taking care taking care of us. She's she's actually my my guide. I'm I'm new uh, to school and, and to town. Oh, you're new to Freeman. Yeah, yeah. My me and my my mom and my sister moved in uh, about a few months ago. Ah, uh, well, welcome. Jenny's been really awesome. Uh, helped me around. Today. I expect nothing less than greatness from this one. And uh, welcome to Freeman. Thanks. Alrighty, well, uh, all of you have a wonderful uh, evening, and uh, if you ever feel uh, the need to stop by Jenny's sake, just uh, feel free to always walk in. Thank you, thank you so much, Mr. Williams. Bye. Which point you guys head out the door as he just kind of walks with you. Oh man, it smells delicious. Your mother put it together. As always. Which point you hear a. Uh, where 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 is your mother as you can hear <clears throat> i'm uh i'm I, i'm coming down i'm coming down as you can see her kind of uh what is it like still her her dress up attire hair kind of pulled out of the loose bun kind of steps down uh see she kind of stumbles a little bit <laughs> oh oh Whoops, Daisy! As, as your dad comes comes over, oh, well, ho- well, hello, my lovely, and just kind of kisses her on the head. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, hi, hi, sweetheart. Um, how how was the flight? Ah, uh, not so bad, but uh, I've had better. But uh, what is it? Uh, Jenny Bear was just telling me about uh the delicious meal you set up for us. Yes, yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure she did. I've uh, been trying to work on a little bit, and of course Jenny helped me. Uh, of course she did. I'm a great sous chef. <laughs> yeah, of course you are, my dear. I'll say, make another mind empathize check. You know, this is when a luck point would really come in handy. Too bad I used it on the cooking montage. Uh, no <laughs> everything looks looks totally fine as you guys sit around and uh set up for dinner we are gonna cut away from the williams home as we kind of uh head back to everyone's so uh different homes oh wait can i can i can we do a quick thing before we we split up like as we're walking out uh, I think I want to, hmm, who am I going to do this with? Uh, no, fuck it. Um, just out loud. So Baxter and Jenny know each other pretty well, huh? Sorry, do I, do I, do I go digging in all of your little weird stuff? Okay. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you know that the record store guy, if you've been in town, oh, you, I keep talking about, oh, I'm new in town, but you suddenly have intimate information with this record store or stoner? 
You don't need to get that defensive. We can just stop asking you questions. Okay, then you should. Yeah, maybe something happened. You don't have to talk about it, Baxter. They totally had a friendship breakup. Where do you guys, do you guys have a home to be at? Yeah, yeah we're, we're going, going home there now. Right now. Do you have one? If you need one, you can come back with me. I have a home and a family. Okay. And... Good. Look, I just wanted to understand why you were being so such a jerk when I admittedly was being a bit of a jerk. Do, do I need a reason for calling someone out on their jerkness? Well, look, I was pretty strong about it, but I still... I still want to make sure you guys know I was really picking up on some weird stuff, okay? I think Mrs. William knows a little more than she's letting on. Yeah, honestly, Baxter, you kind of freaked me out in the moment by how strongly you got upset at Olivier, but I felt a little bit of a weird energy from her, too. Like, like she really... I, I think she knows more than she's letting on. I'm not saying she's a bad person, okay? It just, she knows more than she's letting on, and it's giving me the heebie-jeebies, and I think you can respect that a little. You don't have to agree with us, but, like, this is our real, like, this is how it happened for us, okay? So just respect that. Okay, fine. Well, let's say she is lying. What do you want to do? You want to break into her office, steal her files? No. I mean... Jeez. I actually wasn't even I mean, thinking of that, like, Baxter. Not not now or anything. Were you? The thought had occurred, okay? Alright, well a topic to revisit another day. Yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep that on the back burner if if things get even more weird. Uh I sh I just wanna know that we're that it, we're we're okay. I, I didn't wanna ups I didn't mean to upset you back there, and now that I know that you and Jenny had a thing, I, I get I get it a little more. Okay, so, sorry. We didn't... I'm not gonna hold a grudge against you, new kid, for one little mistake. If that's what you're so worried about, you want my validation. You tell people at school that you know me and you like me, because you... Wait, is it because I'm, like, the cool kid? Is that why you want... Okay, now you you're being be the you? jerk, alright? What? Yeah. No, I'm not... Now you're totally being the jerk I'm not being now. the jerk. Is it because I'm the cool kid? <laughs> I walk it. I walk past. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> hey, hey, am I cool? <laughs> and I follow along. Am I cool? That was a great end to that. That was good. Yeah. As we cut away to everyone's different homes, we are going to start with Kit. As you, as you're arriving back home, the gravel driveway leading to your house, uh, you follow along. You can still feel Rudy uh, back around your neck. Uh, of course, no car in the driveway. Everything seems to be locked up. But you do see a parcel that has been left at the front door. Uh, relatively large, probably maybe about a foot and a half by a foot. It is directed towards your mother, Margaret. The address on the top, top right corner uh, is Harlan James Investigations. Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh well, I I get get my key and I open the door first and then I bring this package inside with me and I try to take note of, you know, shake it a little bit, not meaning to break anything, but I'm trying to learn more about it. Even though I'm still probably going to open it. <laughs> uh it's hefty. You don't scent like you don't hear any glasses. It sounds more like it's more of a thumping that makes you think of, like, a book or something like that. Um, Kit is a pretty 
crafty little cat and I'm going to try to find a box cutter um, to see if I can just like peel the tape or whatever. I want to open it in a way that I can make it look like I didn't open it. Okay. Make a... So go mind comprehend. I have one success. One success. Okay. So now do a body sneak check with a plus one die. Because you are you are able to look at the box, notice some spots that you think would be weak enough that you could cut through and still access everything. But you think you'd be able to cover it up again if necessary. Two. Okay. You very gently, you're not able to find a box cutter, but you are able to find just a sharp knife and... And it opens for you very easily uh, as you see that as you flipped it over open from the underside uh, you see a thick stack of papers in what looks like a manila folder you pull them out uh, as on top there is also an envelope that is addressed to margaret can my role account for like sneakily opening said envelope i do that pop it open easy as you look over the small letter, thank you, Mrs. Carrington, uh, for the renewed interest in searching for Charlie Carrington. <gasps> However, your uh, payments have not been able to be re uh, reimbursed in full. Therefore, our investigation into the matter has been officially closed. This is the information that we have been able to gather for you. Uh, and it is of the professional opinion of Harlan James investigations that foul play may indeed be at hand. At the forementioned uh, document A, you will be able to read a full debrief given by our investigators, uh, determining with what present evidence is at hand and be able to use examples that we have been able to discover about where Mr. Carrington may have gone, his activities, and the such. Thank you so much for uh, the patronage, and we apologize for having to close this matter. Uh, thank you for your understanding. Oh my god, mom. Okay. Okay, I put, I put the letter back, and I grab a notepad, and I'd like to start going through at Doc A, beginning at Doc A, where they, they said I could refer to. And I have a notepad. I'm going to... Uh, document A goes through, which is basically just a large debriefing on the part of all investigators that have done their little bits, parts here and there. And this seems to be, based on what you're looking at, a private investigation firm, as opposed to something like a detective agency or like official police information. The information that they go through is very sparse and they acknowledge that in the documentation. They have no idea where Charlie Carrington went, which is deeply suspicious. There is no evidence to prove that Charlie Carrington came to your house on the evening uh, of his disappearance. There is no evidence that he 
left town. The only thing that they can be certain of is that Charlene Carrington went to work. His vehicle vanished. They do not know anything about like any kind of paper trail, any kind of anything. The only definitive proof that they know 100% is Charlie Carrington went to the Institute for work. And based on your mother's testimony, apparently he came back to tell her that he was leaving. But there is no concrete evidence that he came to the house at all. Okay. Um, do I get the sense that when they say concrete evidence, it means that there's no, like, because obviously she saw him and everything, but is, are there sources or, like, things that make them think that he didn't leave the Institute and why that's significant? Or it's just like, meh, just nobody saw him leave and it doesn't matter. Like, is there an argument that he just stayed at the Institute and didn't come back? Is that substantial or... Basically, their argument is, is, and you're able to actually see this through, like, photocopies and such. It is noted that Charlie Carrington arrived at the Institute, clocked in, but never clocked out. Okay. When asked questions about witness statements at the Institute, no one saw anything. Some of the, like, some requests to speak to higher members of the Institute, the, the head scientists, no one responded. They were either denied or told that they were outside, like that this declaration was outside jurisdiction. Some names that you see, the first application kind of to the higher members of the Institute. There is one application sent to Dr. Understrung. There is one application sent to what is stated in the notes, a retired scientist from the Institute known as Marshall Gibson. And then years after the event happened, trying to getting more, get more information again, there was an application sent to one Dr. Leland Reed. There is no mention of uh, Jennifer's mother. Is there anything um, that comes up that I notice um, that indicates about um, Wendell? Uh, there is one interview with a, a individual, Wendell Fitzgerald. He was immediately cleared by the investigators. The interview is very simple. Uh, it basically goes over that uh, Mr. Fitzgerald like knew of uh, Mr. Carrington, but didn't have much of a like actual like relationship with him in any like any notable way because it is a like basically it sound it, it looks like it was a document that was written out with from like a recording uh you do notice that the there is at the very end if there's there's kind of like the moment where the investigators have this moment of like well is there any final things that you can remember or you can think of about this case and the only thing that uh, it is stated that Wendell said is that uh, he can't imagine uh, what his family is, is going through 
and the hopes that everything that like if if there's anything that he can do he'd be more than help than willing to help out whether it be with the investigation or any of that Okay, I suppose I'm getting everything I can from these this load of docks, and I put it back together, and I leave it on the um, kitchen table with a note that says, package for you, um, with a smile, signed K for when mom comes home. At which point, as we pull away from the Carrington house, Baxter, you arrive at the front door of your home as you kind of open up you see your mother kind of looking outside the uh, window, just kind of out over the top of uh, the kitchen counter. Uh, your brother and your father nowhere in sight currently. But she just kind of turns. Oh, sweetheart. <clears throat> you were coming home late. Oh, my. Must be Monday, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, sweetheart, did you by any chance see your brother? R Riley? Uh, no, not... Not since this morning. Okay, okay. No, uh, n he, he came home earlier, but he left. I just, um... I didn't know if you'd bumped into him, that's all. That's all. He's probably just working, or seeing friends, or being anywhere but here. Yeah, 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 I suppose so. Yeah, my two little adventurers off doing your, old, your own things. Um, but your, your dinner's getting cold. Uh, heat it up in the oven or in the microwave, whatever you prefer. And, um, yeah. Okay, thanks. I, I will. Hey, Mom. Mm hmm? When's the, when's the last time you spoke to Jenny's parents? Oh, Jen. Ah, uh, oh, that's been a that's been a long time. It's just been a while. Why did something happen? No, nothing. Ha I, you know, for back at school when I was talking to people and are 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 they like okay, like medically, like. Ah, uh, I think so. I hadn't heard anything. Um. I could reach out, if if that would be something that you'd like. Oh, I mean, you don't uh, do do it do it for me. Uh, well, I'm on, I I, I, I suppose I haven't I haven't had a, a coffee with her in a while. That's I suppose that's not a bad idea. Hey, uh, I can't believe about that. Did she ever tell you what she did at that big place? Oh, well, she said that, uh, well, look, look, I, I am not a, a woman of the wild of fancies, y you know, that whole hubbub and the, and the particles or whatever the sort that kind of shindig gets up to. But she did say it was, uh, more, mostly like exper experiment stuff, more like paperwork and that sort of thing. Like. Like on animals or like on robots or like. Oh, I I don't I never got that sense. I don't think so. Why'd she tell you that? No, no, no. It just you know just this is always this is just this 
you know, big building that's always there. And, you know, we got like a robot teacher at school and it got me kind of thinking a about... robot teacher. Ooh, they getting fancy over there. Yeah, yeah, taken away from the job force. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. You ever think about maybe what goes on in there? It sure is mysterious. I suppose... I don't know. It it hasn't been particularly technical. Um, you know, all the robots and that sort of thing. That's more your your father's avenue. Okay. Okay. Maybe... Okay. Maybe you can... I'm not going to ask him, but maybe you can ask him and if something cool comes up. Yeah, yeah. Know, you know. Yeah, of course. Of course, honey. I can, I can take a look into that. Sure. Oh, one. Do we. Do we got a VHS copy of It's a Wonderful Life somewhere? Oh. Ah. Hmm. That might be up with the Christmas stuff. Let me, uh. Let me do a little bit of poking around. You. You. What? Are you getting in the holiday spirit early? It's only September. I just. Need something to throw on. Don't, you know, wall meeting. All right, all right. Well, you know what? If you want to go digging, uh, you know where the, the hinge to the attic is and you can go and take a little bit of a look around. It's probably with all the other, you know, Christmas stuff up there. Okay. All right. That's good talk. I kind of put a timeout motion on my hands. Alrighty. And as you... Head over towards the attic entrance. Uh, we cut, lastly, over towards Olivier. As the evening has gone on, you had dinner with your with your mom, with Renee. You've kind of caught Renee up on everything. And now getting closer to like 9, 10 o'clock. I showed her the picture. I showed her the picture with the bangs. <laughs> Who thought that would be a good idea? Look, it was a phase. All right. I'm... I'm not saying it was your fault. I that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying who allowed you to make that choice? I I I pointedly look at our mother. <laughs> I, I know the answer to that. I that's <laughs> And as the what is it? You, you guys have been kind of staying up it's around like nine o'clock at this point. Uh as you guys are kind of sitting there, the the end of entertainment tonight coming up, you can see your mother. All right, sweeties, uh, time for us to hit the hay. Gotta get up early for tomorrow. It's only nine. I know, I know. I want us to get a little bit better at it, at this as a family. If you're going up and you're reading, that's fine. Something light, that is okay. I just don't want us, you know, staying up way too late. I have, uh, I've got a work to get to and you guys have school. Yeah, okay. And I just kind of shrugs. Fine. We'll just hang out in your room. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I got the new Cats record today. Great. You want to listen? You, you want to listen? Sure. Sure. We can, put, we can put the headphones on. We can put it right into the, into, into the, into the player. Uh, and I know, I know. It, it come, the, pan, the booklet is so great. It comes with all the words and we can sing along together. Yeah, totally. That's, uh, that's fantastic. I think I could make, I think I could do a really good magical Mr. Mistopheles. Do you think so? 
Yes, absolutely. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Not any clue. Oh, you just but wait. But that's okay. You just wait. It's about cats. <laughs> As you guys are, are heading up the stairs, uh, you hear your mother call out, uh, Olivier, honey, can you please turn off the TV? Uh, yeah, sure. As uh, Renee is just like, I'll meet you up there. As uh, as you kind of come down into the living room, all the lights are being shut off. As you kind of step into the living room, there's this slight shuffle to your feet. Like almost a spout of dizziness that you kind of have to <clears throat> reorient yourself before you kind of straighten up. You can see the, the host, Scott Mansbridge, older gentleman, uh, gray in the hair, but a perfect suit. Uh, kind of looks to the camera. Well, uh, closing up tonight, we wanted to uh, do a little bit of a special uh, final interview for everyone at home. With Les Miserables uh, coming out, we wanted to uh, touch on a very uh, uh, special up-and-comer into the, into the field. Uh, we were able to get uh, a wonderful interview with Olivier Webster, who will be starring as the Point of Gavroche in the Broadway... Uh, section. I'm like so close to the screen. My hands are like touching the glass. First Gavroche, but we've already heard that uh, he may even be making his way into the hearts of, uh, well, one special composer. As it cuts away, as you see you on stage in th- front of thousands of people. As you are hobbling along in your revolutionary red and browns, kind of on stage with multiple barricades uh, cutting to the sky above, fellow actors lifting you up, and a dramatic, just heartfelt scene of your death struck down on stage as it cuts back cuts back to uh another host you've never seen at this point standing in front of you microphone in hand kind of looking so olivier you've uh made quite an impact here on the uh new york theater scene in broadway to tell me what are you feeling right now well i just i i don't know what to say i'm honored to be here is this like is sorry? Is this like a me in the future or a me like it, a current me? This this is a you now. What the hell? I'm just I'm so honored to be here. I you know there was a time when <laughs> it sounds so silly. There was a time I didn't know if I would be able to do this, if I could really <sighs> handle the pressure. I guess you could say, but. You know, this is the dream. It's come true, and... God, if... I can't imagine if I had given up when I did. If where I would be... You know, it takes a lot of determination to become a performer. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. If, uh, If you could say something to that person you left behind before, what would you want to say? I don't know. I'm just so happy. And that is where we're going to end this episode. Excuse me?
Excuse me? What the hell kind of bizarre world is that? Uh, well, with the end of this episode, uh, we're very excited to welcome a brand new thing that we forgot to do uh, with the previous episodes before, and that's uh, going through the questions that determine people's XP. So, we are going to go very quickly through uh, the key questions. There are five questions uh, that can all be considered when determining how much XP you should get per session. Baseline, it's usually one, but you can accrue more and more depending on uh, depending on the session, depending on how much you participate, that sort of thing. Uh, the first question uh, is, did you participate in the session? This, of course, is something that all the players will be able to add. The second question is, have you been in trouble because of your problems or your relationships? I mean, it was weird, but I didn't actually get in trouble this episode, so no. I don't know. Can you argue that me getting into a scuffle with Olivier because of my relationship with the Williams family? Can I argue that? Yes. Yeah, I I was actually going to say... I don't know if in this um, scenario, if in the question it's asking like getting in trouble as in like how we understand getting in trouble or the idea of trouble within the game, which is its own like thing, right? Like any kind of role is extended trouble. That That is very true. It, it, is, it is a capital T trouble. So it is like a situational thing that you would have to roll dice for. Okay, then yes, absolutely. Question number three is, did you use or struggle with your pride? Big time, big time. Uh, I don't know if if our our prides should be, like our pride and our problems should be on display for the rest of the team or for the audience, Tyson. I think the personal problems, I think it's a little bit more interesting to hold those more personal because those will be more revealed in play. If you want to say your pride, we can absolutely do that because uh, that'll give like an idea for when the audience can go like, oh, this is a point where you could use that. This makes sense. Uh, well, I can I can start I, I can start that in that case. Yeah, I absolutely used my pride at the beginning of this episode. My pride is I can play any part. And I use that to convince um, what's his face, uh, the principal Baxter, uh, Baxter, <laughs> principal Baldwin, that we were just chilling. I was a good little student, and we were all good little students. Cool. Um, Kit's pride is that uh, she kind of is is constantly thinking about the right thing to do. She's constantly saying to herself, "It's the right thing to do." If she's in a situation where she's feeling a little iffy or or undecided, she thinks it's the right thing to do. And I feel like Kit used that today. Um, she uses it often, you know, facing her fears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jenny's pride is that uh, she's totally awesome at social stuff. Um, <laughs> and I, I tied it in a role, actually, just to, like you know, suss out my fellow damned kids. Um, so I explicitly used it then, but just in general, you know, sort of smoothing things over, uh, being kind of a, a grease in the wheels of conversation often um, in her life. So, yeah. Uh, 
my uh my pride is i am i'm always about the path that benefits me and um i think that i'm liking um <clears throat> i believe that that came into play a few times because um Baxter's not here to um Baxter's not here to listen to uh these shenanigans if he has decided that easiest thing is to go home, sleep it off, come back tomorrow and not worry about it. Um that is what the effort was to be had here, but um you know, he tagged along not because um not because he wanted to help others, but because he knew that in the long run it would come back to bite him if he had to keep dealing with this. So solve it now so that it will go away later. On to the fourth question. Did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? Not that we knew. <laughs> well, I'm lactose intolerant. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and I think this last question will be, will be pertinent for everyone. Uh, have you learned something new? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have record stores at milkshake machines. I suppose as we have covered the, uh, the XP portion of the show, is there anything people would like to plug? We have a podcast. It is not this podcast, although we're in this one a lot now. Um, the other podcast is called October Jones and Fish with Legs. It's an audio drama. It gets mentioned, I think, literally every episode of this show. Um, we'll see if that continues in season three. Maybe Tyson will try and avoid that um, just to give the audience a little break. Um, but yeah, it's a fantasy adventure story, buddy comedy Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Uh, and season one is all out and you can find it by just you know just search october jones and fish with legs it's a really unique name that's all for now it's a great time uh lizzie uh is one of the main creators i do the music for it it's all original music it's fantastic uh yeah to listen we're if you're listening to this currently we are in the midst of making uh season two and other things that might be coming out in the future uh so follow it on places that you get your podcasts um i also want to plug uh if you are into music (laughs) (laughs) i don't think people (laughs) like music ah geez who who likes music uh no so i'm alexander cruz resident music person here uh i play lead guitar in a band called favorite daughter uh if you want to check them out on spotify uh, and facebook and other places uh they are we're an indie pop band we're based in montreal we're playing a show if you're a montreal listener uh in a couple weeks on november 20th and we have other ones coming up in december and january oh gosh by the time this comes out it will have already aired well check us out on facebook and look us out look look us up on instagram to see when other dates we're playing and look us up on spotify if you want to listen uh to see me do some cool guitar stuff and have it give it a listen other music stuff i want to plug the she and him christmas album it is to die for uh that is uh zoe Deschanel's musical duo uh if you're thinking about christmas that is the album for you and i'll pass it along (laughs) Hey, uh, yeah, I'm Grayson. I'm the one with the very normal social services job, but this week I'd really like to plug emus because they're my favorite bird and I think they're really cool. They have two sets of, uh, eyelids, one that are not, one set that's normal and the other set that's clear to keep the dust out. Um, they are actually the only 
bird with calf muscles too. They're not the biggest bird, obviously that's ostriches, but I just think emus are really cool. I think you should look up some photos of emus today and uh, yeah, hope you have a great morning, evening, afternoon. Thanks for listening. I want to, I want to, plug uh clifford the big rag dog the live action motion picture that's releasing wednesday november 10th in theaters and on paramount plus i have seen this film already i helped run a pre pre-screening event of it um so that that was how i spent last week yes sir anyways it's a, it's a wonderful film for the full family it's very rare you get a film where the title kind of spells out exactly what the film's about it's got clifford he's big he's red and he's a dog I will say this is probably the meanest kids movie i've seen in a long time it's just really mean-spirited and there's like it's just a really, it's really mean. Like, the film opens, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because the movie's not out yet, but it opens with Clifford's family being ripped away and they never address it again. Like, he's, like, orphaned immediately. It's like a Disney film. He's orphaned immediately and they ne I thought it was gonna be, like, about him trying to find, like, trying to find his family and his mother and his siblings. It just, his family's never mentioned. Like, a takeaway by, like, dog snatchers and it's just, that's it. That's just, they just need an excuse for him to be alone. Well, well with that being the case... If you want something happy that won't leave you orphaned, check us out at thebackofloot.com. If you like The Rook and the Rascal, if you like this series, uh, then make sure to check us out on uh, Three Kings Loot uh, on YouTube. Also check us out The Rook and the Rascal, whether it be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your good podcasts from. If you like this series, make sure to check out Montreal by Night, where we had uh, our dear friend and uh, cast member for this series, Alexander Cruz, pop in for a, uh, a guest spot. Get all of your board game news from thebagofloot.com and get all your board game needs from threekingsloot.com. And that's it from all of us here. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.